Hi, and welcome to the Essential Tennis Podcast, your place for free, expert tennis instruction that can truly help you improve your game. Welcome to episode number 376 of the Essential Tennis Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about a huge tennis mindset hack, a lesson that I just learned yesterday as I was on the court training with Scott, a.k.a. Angry Old Man, if you happen to follow the YouTube channel, that's his uh, kind of moniker, his his nickname on the YouTube channel. He's played quite a few matches on the channel, a really inspirational guy, incredible shape, incredible player, and I've learned a lot from him for sure. And one thing in particular during our training session yesterday really jumped out at me. I wanted to share it with you today because I know it's going to make a big impact on my training and my game, so I wanted to pass it on to you. Before we get to it, really quickly, my new book is coming out in May of 2022. It's called Essential Tennis, and it's going to be published by St. Martin's Press. I've been working on it for four years now, and if you like the podcast, if you found value in this show, then you'll absolutely love this book. And for a very limited time, for a limited number of people, I'm going to give away a free copy of it and an early copy of it. If you'd like to get it an early digital copy of my book coming out in May, then go to EssentialTennis.com slash book. Make sure to watch the video on that page. There's definitely some hoops to jump through, you know, just full disclosure. Like I'm, I'm looking for help with promoting the, the book, but you will get an early copy and you will get a free digital copy of my, my book if, if everything that I say in that video sounds good and you want to help support the, the launch, then I'd appreciate that a lot. So again, that's EssentialTennis.com slash book. Okay, so yesterday I was getting ready with Scott to start training. And I love training with Scott. He, he always brings super high intensity, super high energy. But today as we were kind of putting on our shoes and, and just kind of t- talking and getting ready to hit, he told me that he wasn't really feeling... 100% physically. He just hadn't really bounced back from his previous training session the day before. And he was like, you know, I, I just, just not really feeling like myself today, which, you know, I appreciated it. I appreciated the fact that he just kind of brought that to the table, let me know ahead of time. And, you know, I was like, no big deal. Like I knew he was going to give me a hundred percent of whatever he had anyway, but he told me up front, I, he wasn't feeling a hundred percent. And before walking out there with the balls to, to hit our first ball, he he made a statement that just really jumped out at me. He said, you know, I'm, I'm not worried about it. It's it's my choice to either have a bad training day or a hard training day today. I'm going to repeat that. I just want you to just let it sink in for a minute and then we're going to unpack it together. He said, it's my choice today to either have a bad training day or a hard training day. So we're, we're going to talk about this. I, I think this is really critical. And it was something I, I was kind of mulling over our whole training session together. And, and, and I've been thinking about it since then. That's why I'm passing it on to you today. First of all, let, let's really briefly, if, if all of us on this episode could just kind of brainstorm and come up with a huge list of things that could be off on any get, a given day of tennis, whether you're doing training or practice or matches, what what are the things like just think about it for a second that you don't control on any given day things that could be a little bit off or could pull you down a little bit that are outside the bounds of your ability to just 
decide that this is going to be good or this is going to be bad. Here, here's just a couple of things that I, I just listed as I was getting ready for today's recording, just off the top of my head. Like Scott, like feeling tired or, or lethargic. Sure, there's there's a lot we can do in terms of our rest and our habits and our you know our, our sleep habits and our nutrition and and stuff like that to feel energized and and alive each and every day. But some days are just not that day, right? No matter how hard you work on it, how disciplined you are, some days we're 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 just kind of down energy. We're just tired. We're just lethargic. And some days we just don't have it, right? We don't have 100%. How about timing? That was my problem yesterday. Man, I'm kind of bouncing back after being away from training for a little bit due to my own illness and also traveling and also moving Essential Tennis Headquarters from one court to another court. The last month or two has been really tough for me. In my training session yesterday with Scott, my t- everything was late. Like my timing was just off all day yesterday. Some days we can kind of control that. Other days, like for whatever reason, is you know it's just not there. How about what surface we're on? Whether or not you're used to it. Some some players play on the exact same court every single day. Other players might be inside, might be outside, might be a hard court, might be a clay court, might be a grass court, might be a carpet with sand on it. That's a thing, if, if you didn't know that. In other countries outside the U.S., some, it's, it can be actually really common. So going from surface to surface, you don't necessarily have any control over that or the differences or whether or not it throws you off. How about the sun, the wind, you know, weather? How about, let's talk about emotionally. Coworker says something to you earlier in the day that really gets under your skin and emotionally, man, you're, you're just in kind of a, a negative, you know, kind of mind space. And you're just kind of feeling emotionally off. Or maybe, uh, this, this is the last one, a uh, technique element that you've been working on. This is kind of the case for me too, on my backhand. And so you've kind of taken a step back before you've taken those steps forwards. Those are just the first things that came to mind for me. If all of us made like a master list of uh, things on any given day that could be off, uh, we could come up with a thousand things that are outside of our direct control that could throw us off a little bit. There's lots of things that could impact us in a positive way too that are also outside of our control. Like you just got told that like you're being promoted and given a raise like right before leaving the office and you're just in a fantastic move, mood or you just found out you're, you uh, got bumped up to a higher level team and you know, you're just feeling super on top of the world. None of those things are your fault. I'm talking about the negative things. They're all very real and legitimate reasons why you may not play to your potential on any given day. So Scott on this day, you know, knew like he was being realistic with himself and with me and, and saying that today might not be my best day. Why you play worse than you really want to or are capable of. These things contribute to whether or not you're actually able to reach your potential and, and play the t- type of tennis that you're capable of. And they're real and legitimate things. So, we, we have a choice, and Scott, I really love the way he said it. We have the choice to either label those sessions where those things are impacting us as bad training days or bad tennis days, or we could view them as hard training days, the extra challenge day on the court, extra hurdles to jump over, extra hoops to, to jump through. And I think this can be key in two different two different ways. In the moment, while it's happening, 
it could be really easy to just kind of ruminate and sulk and make excuses and and just kind of generally be down in the dumps and if you happen to be kind of kind of a perfectionist type of personality like me and if you happen to be really really competitive like Scott is and like I am then sometimes it can be hard to kind of let yourself off the hook for something like that being down and we really badly want to fix it in the moment and Every minute that we don't fix it, it's like it adds fuel to the fire of that kind of frustration and that negativity. I don't know about you, but I've been in that situation in the moment and it can just ruin a match or it can ruin a training session and it can poison our ability to still do the best we can with what we have. Just because we can't play our best doesn't mean we can't still optimize and maximize what we did bring to the table that day. And There's another factor as well. After the performance, as you're reflecting on what happened, there's big mental and emotional factors at play there as well. Uh, If walking off the court, you're telling yourself, oh man, it was such a terrible day. It was such a bad day on the court. And again, you're you're kind of fixated on the, the fact that you couldn't figure out how to overcome whatever the challenges were. And man, your performance was so down from where you know it could have been. And if on the drive home from the match or on the drive home from the practice session, those are that's what's kind of floating around in your head is those, those negative thoughts and the judgments of yourself. It's easy for that to carry over to the next match, the next training session, and then the one after that, and the one after that. Maybe you can tell I've been there before and had this like negative snowball effect happen in a very macro sense when the thing that kind of tipped the first domino in the first place wasn't even in your control anyway. It wasn't even something that you necessarily had the ability to overcome in the moment. And I think this little perspective shift from this, I'm having a bad day on the court to I'm having a hard day on the court can go a long ways towards just helping you accept whatever it is that's happening and then move on and do your best to do your best in that particular match or that particular day. And I I just really appreciate that Scott said this at all, but also said it on that particular training day for me yesterday because my timing was off that day. And we trained for an hour and a half and for an hour and 20 minutes, even though I knew I was late and I knew what to fix, but I couldn't fix it in the moment. And it's just a matter of like, well, I'm just, I'm not in that groove today. And I haven't done the the necessary training recently in order to be hitting as well as I possibly could. Thanks to Scott's statement earlier, before we started practicing, I was really able to just kind of hang in there emotionally and just do the best I could. Unfortunately, the last 10 minutes or so, I did kind of fall into negative headspace. We started playing some points. And that's when I kind of started beating myself up a little bit. It was towards the towards the end of that point play. But as soon as we finished our training session and, you know, we did fist bump and like sat down on the bench again to talk about what was going on and just kind of debrief, I was immediately able to return back to that thought or that mindset of it was just it was a hard day today. There were challenges that I did my best to overcome. I wasn't over able to overcome them today in the moment. But guess what? Good news. I know exactly what that thing is that was a little bit off. And now the next time I go onto the court, 
not only do I not have that negative cloud hanging over my head, but I can bring into the next session a positive mindset and a positive focus. Here's the thing that I know I can work on to overcome what, what, what I was having a hard time with the previous session. And so it can not only kind of neutralize the headspace that you have, but it can actually flip it 180 degrees and turn it into a positive. Instead of fixating on the negative, you can use it as a reminder and as motivation in your next training session, in your next match, to learn from what happened the previous time, maybe prepare a little bit differently or a little bit better, or just mentally, if whatever the same thing is, is bothering you or in the way on the next one, at least you know exactly what to work on to move the needle closer to playing your best tennis session after session after session. So to me, this little kind of mental jujitsu can be key in the moment while you're experiencing that little bit of disappointment. It can also be key after the performance as you're reflecting on what happened and preparing for the next time you go to the court. So again, kind of paraphrasing here, what Scott said was, it's my choice. We, we all have a choice on how we want to view the world, like through what lens and view our tennis through what lens. It's my choice to either have a bad training day or a hard training day. And guess what? If we really want to grow, if we really want to develop, if we really want to become a better person, a better player, a better competitor, then hard training days are exactly what we need. You could actually view that type of day as an opportunity instead of sulking and yelling at yourself and having a negative attitude and making excuses and whining about it, which I've, I've been there. All of us who take it seriously, we've all been there at some point. We could all choose to go that direction or we could choose to almost kind of view it as a blessing in disguise that we get to have a, a hard, tough training session and do our best to overcome it and still do the best with what we have. Of course, it's much easier said than done, just like all the rest of the game of tennis. It's always a work in progress, but I, for one, hope to really learn from Scott's example and keep doing my best mentally and physically, no matter what the circumstances happen to be around me on that particular day. Hopefully, this is encouraging to you, gives you maybe a little bit different perspective, and maybe helps free you up from a little bit of uh, frustration and negativity on the courts both in in the moment, kind of in a micro sense, but also big picture from session to session in a macro sense as well. Thanks so much for listening today. Hope this was a huge help and encouragement to you. Again, if you'd like a free early digital copy of my book, Essential Tennis, go to essentialtennis.com slash book. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll catch you in the next episode. For more free game-improving instruction, be sure to check out EssentialTennis.com, where you'll find hundreds of video, audio, and written lessons. Also, be sure to subscribe to Essential Tennis on iTunes and YouTube, where we are the number one resource in the world, providing passionate instruction for passionate tennis players. Thank you so much for listening today. Take care, and good luck with your tennis.